the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, T3. And ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in our Keys to the City history, we are having the debut of the, he's not even ready, but we're going to put him right on and on the spot. The Patrick Clapp is joining us. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, it is finally here. Where the gamblers become billionaires or become massive losers, where everybody gets excited for the halftime and the commercials, or people just like to eat and drink. For us, guys like us, we like to eat, we like to drink, and we like to watch some football. It is finally here. Super Bowl week. We are less than five days away from the biggest game in the football world. But we're going to do it differently, too. We're going to do fact or fiction. And we're going to take some shots. We're going to go after the commercials halftime. I know all you entertainers. I know the Grammys just came out. Everybody's hoopla, hoppla. Ah, yeah, we're all excited. Didn't even know it was on, bro. Yeah, exactly. I don't really care for it. But is that the most overrated part of the I'll tell you, though, Beyonce looked good, though. Beyonce looked good. When does Beyonce not look good? When does Beyonce not look good? I thought it was really good. She looked looked voluptuous. Scrumptiously umptious. That's what I like to say. She looks very scrumptiously umptious. But, yes, five days away. We're going to be back later in the week. I know Ted and the fam will be down here for Florida. We're going to try to do our best to give us the predictions from Sunnyside, Florida, and give us Super Bowl 57. 80 degrees and palm trees, baby. Can't wait. Yeah, I know. You need a little tan, bro. Dude, I've been tanning. I'm good, bro. I've been tanning. Yeah, Ted, Ted goes to tanning and, uh, and Tommy's tanning. He goes to Tommy's tanning and tans. Bro, you got to prep the body. It's like anything else. You got to get ready. You don't want to go down there and burn. Pat knows. Pat's just chilling in good old Hartford. He's going courtside right now. He's going to be going to see the Yukon Huskies versus the Marquette tonight. Big top 10 matchup. Can the Huskies get back into their winning ways? Everybody, all you UConn fans were so happy. I know Patrick Clapp was very happy. But I UConn, was. They were. There's five and a half point favorites or four and a half point favorites. What today. have they done, Pat? They've ruined. Well, Trev, they, Trev, they, they were done? dominating the first eleven games. They were dominating, and then, then once they got into conference play, it's exactly like, they're fake. The East is tough. Five they're top fakes. 10, twenty-five teams right now. Five they're top fakes. twenty-five teams. Well, Trev, how's, of, your Duke, Trev, how's your Duke team doing? No one cares. Duke. Shut up. How's your, aren't you a Florida fan? Oh, UConn fan. Oh, I'm a UConn fan. Cause, yeah, but he was always a Florida fan. But now all Listen, of a sudden he doesn't like UConn, Florida. Hold on. When UConn and Florida played and we went to the Orange Ale House with Cousin Michael and Down, who would I root for? UConn. Rooted for UConn over Florida when they played in the Final Four. And when UConn and Duke plays, you know who I root for? Duke. UConn. Yeah, because UConn right. always wins. They haven't played in a long time. They haven't played in a long time in the, conf- in the tournament. But that is only a month away. So after this... It is sad times for us football fans, but like I said, five days away. So we're going to get into a fact or fiction, Super Bowl 57 edition. A couple questions that I'm going to ask the two boys, and then we're going to just dive into it. Let's start off with this, because this Super Bowl in general has a plethora of great, great talent on the field. Defensively, offensively, special teams, sidelines, the coaches. There are so many great talents and great minds playing in this game. And you get the two best teams in all of football, ladies and gentlemen. I know people will be upset about the whole Brock Purdy situation. But from start to finish, the Eagles and the Chiefs most of the year have been the top dogs of this NFL season. So it's very tough to say who's the best player, not named Patrick Mahomes, going into Super Bowl 57. I'm going to start with Patrick Clapp on this one. And then we'll dive into it. Pat, is Travis Kelsey... The best player in Super Bowl 57 not named Patrick Mahomes. 
Uh, it's tough to say fiction, but um, I think I do have to say fact here. At the end of this dude's career, he's probably going to be the best tight end of all time. And that's saying that as a huge Rob Gronkowski fan. Um, dude just dominates every time he stepped onto the field. Oh, he's got a back injury, AFC title game, huge game, didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I think he scored in seven out of his last 11 playoff games. Mm-hmm. Nearly a lock to score a touchdown on Sunday. Um but you know what? He he's going to be. The, it's got to have to be the focal point for the Chiefs because they're, they're decimated at, at the receiving um, core. I think Hardman's out. Uh, mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony might not play. Uh, the rest of the receivers are a big question mark. Juju might not play, so he's going to have to be the second best player on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think he is. So that's what I think. And I think he's going to have to have a huge vintage Kelsey game if they're going to if they're going to win. Um, because there's not really anybody else for Mahomes to throw to, honestly, which sounds crazy, but it's true. I know you guys are into the whole gambling that, that you guys like to go after the games. That's fine. Do you think I'm the spread? I'm not a gambler. I'm too damn cheap to gamble, bro. I well, at least you said I didn't. Want, I didn't want to say it, but we know the t- Pat. We- I listen. I have no problem bashing myself, bro. I count my pennies and make sure. But mm-hmm. I listen. When I'm on vacation, I know how to splurge. But, but we know. I, yeah, we know that you're Mr. Cheapo. It's okay. We still love you. It's all right. Hey, listen. <laughs> Like Chaz always says, I still have my uh, lunch money from third grade. <laughs> I believe that. Hit it, Carano. Anyways, <laughs> do you like the spread in this game? I'm going to ask you, Pat. One and a half. Do you think? I, I really thought this would be more in favor of Philly as like a three and a half, four point favorite. I, I'm surprised that it was a one and a half. Is that just because of Mahomes and Andy Reid, really? Um, it, well, it, I think I believe it opened. Chiefs were favored by a point. It's swung now in favor of Philly due to betting and all that. It should. Um, Mahomes is the best player, like you already said, on the field. He's already at probably top five, top six QB of all time already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in what year five is this of him as a full time starter? It's remarkable. Um, you got the experience there. They've they've already done it. Um, there's some question marks with Jalen Hurts' health and his shoulder. He hasn't really had to do much at all in their two playoff wins. Um, but the Eagles are by far the more complete team. So I think the right team is favored here. The Eagles are just loaded on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Hertz was an MVP candidate, Miles Sanders, that rushing attack is lethal. They're yeah. loaded, man. They're loaded. I think the right team. I was team surprised favored. the spread wasn't more. I wasn't surprised. I was, I was I surprised. Was I, was, I thought the spread would have been three, three and a half, because I feel like, Pat, when we talk about the games usually – I mean, again, it's neutral site, so maybe they're calling it an even. And it's probably the Mahomes factor. Let's be honest. It's the Mahomes factor. Oh, yeah. I mean, the public. He's worth. He's got to be worth the touchdown, if not more. And and I think when you look at the game, at least in the betting side, the biggest discrepancy is in the quarterbacks. And this is not a knock on Hurts, but, like, you're talking about Patrick Mahomes, who's been in five AFC championship games, what, three Super Bowls. If he wins this game, he's going to have two Super Bowl victories. You know, an MVP, actually probably two regular season MVPs. Like, there's going to be no guy who started his career and had a better start to his career. Even with Brady, who was in three Super Bowls in his first six years, missed the playoffs one time, you know, wasn't the best player on those teams. It was a defensive lead in teams with the running game, and he was just a contributor. Brady didn't set the tone until, like, that 18-1 team that we always love to remember, Mm -hmm. uh, where he really took over. I mean, because think about Brady was not Mahomes. But then again, the game is also different, Trevor. We were talking about this the other day. Um, You know, with just the defense, Pat, I don't know if you saw the 30 for 30, uh, the Baltimore Bullies. It was on Sunday night. Yeah, I I saw a little bit of it, not the whole thing. It was was good, bro. I'll tell you, the goose is funny as hell. Goose. Goose. uh, R.I.P., bro. R.I.P. the goose. But then I was telling Trevor, I'm like, you know, with the the way the game is played, like they – 
they they couldn't play that way now. I mean, I mean, it's like a lot of the sports, even with basketball, we like to see 150 to 140 in points. No one, you even said it. This is a boring football game when it was like seven to three. And it's like, you know, we. Is that really, but Pat, do you speak for most fans about that? That like, you want to just see a game like, I'll give the example of the Chiefs and Rams Monday night football game a couple years ago. Is that what fans want to see in general? They don't want to see a like, 13 to 3 Patriot Rams Super Bowl, something like that. Are you speaking from the fans' perspective overall when you say that? Well, you got to keep in mind there's football purists, kind of like you guys would probably be considered football purists, grew up playing football, football family. And then what gambling and fantasy has done for for the NFL and for sports in general is is you want to see action. You want to see points. You want to see touchdowns. Touchdown! <laughs> Touchdown! Yeah, I mean, the public in general, there's so much money and interest fueled by gambling and daily fantasy, and people want to see points. So, you know, I, I think the, the uh, you know, the Eagles dominated both their games. The, the AFC Championship was kind of lacking offensively. That was a great game, though. Um but I think in general, the public wants to see points. And, uh, you I know, I, I think this game is set up for a lot of points. And in, in the Dome, I think you got two elite offenses. But do we get our hopes up? Because you think about this two years ago, guys, when, Ted, we watched it. We got all hyped up for Brady, Mahomes, Bucks, and Chiefs. And I know that the Chiefs had a decimated offensive line at the time. But when you think about it, that was just like, okay, we get to see the GOAT versus possible the future GOAT. And it just com- was a complete dud. Are yeah. we ex- can we be maybe expecting something like this on Sunday, or are we expecting this game to go I, I down to the wire? As dead? good as the Eagles are, I don't see it personally. If I want to answer it quick, I don't see it. Like I told you, the stat, and I'll steal it from Nick Wright. The Chiefs in 32 straight games have not been beaten by double digits. Every game has been within one possession. They haven't been beaten by more than seven or eight points, and that's a phenomenal, bro. I mean, you yeah, think about even all those Bengals games. Game. Every single one of those Bengal games have all been decided by three points. Yeah. Every single one of those four games is three points. Either Bengals won the first three by three points or like this one where the Chiefs had the walk-off field goal by three points. Chiefs don't get blown out, and that's partially because of Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like, they score points. The only time that I can think that they last got blown out, Trev, is like the one you just said, the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. But yeah. I think if you realistically understand the game and watch the game, you realize that when you're missing your two starting tackles, bro, you're missing half your offensive line. Listen, Mahomes was the best player on that field that night. He did everything he possibly could. He just – you can't do anything when you're, you're throwing the ball. Remember the Superman throw yep. on the side? Like, you can't oh do anything God. when you're lying on your back. When racer swear- Darrell Williams' hands. I swear, to God, that, I swear to God that was Superman. That would have been the like best it. play and arguably top three play in NFL history, and the guy just completely dropped the pass. That's that's the worst when you watch those plays and you're like, oh, just catch it or something. You're like – Well, they had – if you remember that game, they had multiple opportunities. First drive, Mahomes throwing – to his left, cross body, and Tyree Kill drops the ball in his hands too. Boy, Tyree Kill. Yeah, so no, the Chiefs just got outplayed that game. And uh, do they get outplayed in this game though? Like against a team like this Eagles, who really, Ted, we've talked about, doesn't really have a glaring weakness. Well, here, here's you know, you said Travis Kelsey. Now, here's the the obvious answer is kind of like yeah, Travis Kelsey is probably the second best player, right? Some people would say hurts, but. No, well, listen. I'm, I'm actually surprised, Pat. You, did, I'm surprised you didn't say Jalen Hurts, Pat. Well, well here's the thing. I mean, listen. I thought Pat was going to go with Hurts. I'll be honest. I, I, thought, I thought so because when, when most of the time when you have this discussion, it always comes down to the quarterback, right? Because he yeah. has the ball in his hands and everything controls him. But I can go with two other guys, and they're both from the Eagles. I can go Hassan Reddick because we have seen before in previous Super Bowls 
certain defensive end guys take over a game, like a Shaq Barrett, Von like Miller. a Von Miller. We've Aaron Donald. I know he played the inside, but yeah. we've seen interior D line and Hassan Redick is, is going to be going against Wiley. Uh, I forget his first name, but the right tackle. Kyle Wiley, so, I think. I forget, but he was listen. He was he's a good offensive tackle. He's no slouch. Yeah. But he, he might be one of their weak of the five guys, which is not saying much because they have a they have a really good offense line. He might be their weakest, right? So mm-hmm. and we see in Hassan Reddick, he's been honestly go look at his numbers the last seven to ten games. He has been a better player than Micah Parsons by far. Micah Parsons shot out of the like a forty yard dash, but go look at Micah Parsons last seven games. I think he had one sack. Hassan Reddick has been consistent and dominant. He he literally, if you look at his numbers, his numbers compete against anyone that's up for the defensive MVP this year or the defensive player of the year. Hassan 30, third, I'm going to give you a number, 39 and a half. What's that, pressures? That is the number of sacks Reddick has had the last three years combined. 39 wow. and a half sacks across that's the last three seasons. That's got to rank in the top like five of defense. Carolina, uh, Arizona, and now this year, obviously, Philly. I mean, the guy is so underrated. I don't think he's underrated anymore. I think he's going to get his respect. I think think he'll get a nice big contract extension sooner or later. But, Trev, if I was – and then if I wanted to, you know, just play the fun game with this, it would be, honestly, his brother. Everything from that offense starts with Jason Kelsey. He's been the best center in football the past 10 years. Everything is constructed through him. You can watch – I watched a little bit of the stuff last night, The you know, the press and the promotion, all the stuff. You could see Jason Kelsey is the ultimate leader on that team. Everything starts with him, bro. Everything that, that starts might with be him. the matchup of the entire and, uh, Super and Bowl, especially the offensive line. And he's we always talk about his athleticism and how well he's able to, you know, make when I don't think people understand. I didn't play center, but I know guys who did to be able to snap the ball and then still be able to pull on like sweeps and a lot of the runs. His athleticism, especially for a guy that's only like 280, he's an undersized center in today's football. Mm-hmm. So his ability to be able – I mean, that the sweep where Miles Sanders scores on his second touchdown, you see uh, Kelsey's pitched, you know, snap the ball, get to the outside. He actually beats Greenwall to the outside. He doesn't even have to make a block to him. So his athleticism and everything is constructed with him, and especially because he's going to be dealing with Chris Jones maybe up in the middle. Yeah. You know, and Chris Jones was the best player on the field last week between the in the AFC Championship game. So maybe I go with Jason Kelsey, right, because – Everything starts as the offensive line with him. He makes all the calls. He's he dictates everything, you know. And like they say, with a pitcher, you're only as good as your catcher too. And he's he's that guy for the Eagles. I think you're wrong. I get where you're coming from, but I'm going with Travis Kelsey. I mean, the guy's a, the guy. Literally, Pat said it. He's a Hall of Famer. The guy. That's the funny thing about this team. We all like to say, let's try to slow down Travis Kelsey. That's all we've been hearing for years. Yet no one has an answer for him. Like, he's not the most athletic tight end in the world, but the man finds ways to get open, and it doesn't matter who's covering him. Derwin James, we've seen in the past, can't cover him. The all pros, Michael Fitzpatrick, guys that are, tr- are are lined up against him, they have a trouble with him. So there's no really an answer for Travis Kelsey. I get it. There's no stud receivers on this, on this Chiefs offense. But Travis Kelsey, man, he – and him – Compared to everybody else in position value, we like. I know we're going to do this eventually. We're going to talk about like top five receivers sooner or later too. But when you look at the top tight ends in the world, I mean the disparity, the, the gap between Travis Kelsey and the next closest is huge. 
It's huge. It's, it's like there's nobody else. Like quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, I get it. Joe Burrow, you'll have a conversation with Patrick Mahomes. Running backs is all over the place. Receivers, you could pick anybody. But when you look at tight ends, that's the one position you're like, Travis Kelsey. Just nobody else. Mark Andrews, I get it. Good. George Kittle, solid tight end. He's a Hall of Famer. I think a lot of that those stems with the, the and Pat will know this from basketball. The backyard basketball where you have that connection where you know where your guy is going to be on the back passes and everything where you just have to make eye contact. I yeah. think a lot of those two guys, it's just backyard football. Like Agreed. Pat, I'm gonna like I'd read you. I play with you so much. I know if you're leaning left or you cut with your right, you're going left, or vice versa, where you're setting them up. You just got a foul pat. You just got a foul pat. Just can't just come on. Just body him. It's easy. I know he's six five. Listen, he got to rough the feathers up. He's he's he's. I know he's a big dude. He understand over. Get it. I know. I get it. But guess what? You got to play bully ball. You got to play bully ball. That used to work. That used to work. Doesn't happen. Ask Chaz about that. Last time he tried to talk, you know, crap. What he talked shit to you and what happened? He got after you. Pat, tell him we we played him, and then you know, an hour later, everybody quit, and we were at hard hat celebrating the win. My back, my back. Yeah, oh, yeah. I Him think I was there, the back. Pat. Marty almost fainted. Chuck threw his back out, and that was the last time we all played. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was – No, I know what you're saying. I mean, like, I go back to the Gronk comparison with Kelsey. Think back to those Brady-Gronk days. Like, Brady, as good as he is, would throw him into so much trouble with right mm-hmm. into the defenders. Kelsey in Mahomes, he often catches it in stride, over the middle. There's no one near him. Or, Most of their you know, plays just, are improvised. Yeah, they just, you know, he very rarely takes a huge hit. Um, they nope. just, like, have it down. Like, they really do. They, they know each other like the back of their hands. And, you know, like, you think back to that touchdown of the AFC title game, I think it was fourth down. Yes. And Kelsey was covered. And Mahomes just threw it up to him. And he just – I don't even know how do they do it. He just makes it look so easy. That's but, how half of their plays are, man. It's like I know they have designed plays, but every time it seems like the Chiefs are on offense – Three of the four plays or, or two of the three plays are usually offsetting plays and just improvision by Patrick Mahomes. And it's it's a fascinating way how they've been doing it for so long. Colin Coward made a good point that if they do win this Super Bowl with the team that they have, all you really need is just showing that just go get a quarterback and a real good coach. And you'll be you could set yourself up for a lot of great things. Because this team is not more talented than the Eagles. The Eagles are the better team overall on paper. From top to bottom. But the two most important factors of this game going into this Super Bowl is they got the quarterback and they got the coach. Yep. And that could go a long way in this league and winning championships. And it could happen. I mean, it just happened last year. The Bengals, they had Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. They should have never even been in the Super Bowl. But they had the quarterback and they had the coach. And they were this close from winning a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, he's already been to two or three Super Bowls. It's saying something. And he hasn't been the most talented. And I'm pretty sure out of the three Super Bowls, probably the 49ers had a more talented team. And the Bucks, I would say, have had a more talented team too. So yeah. It's got to be well, saying something that this guy and this these this duo, maybe this trio of the new – it's the new Bilicek, Brady, and Gronk trio. To yeah. see them in a Super Bowl again and to go to five straight AFC championship games, it's got to be saying something that you don't really need all this going all-in method Sometimes. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. The past couple of years, it's worked. And then you see the Mahomes factor. Ted, you were talking about – I'm glad you brought up defensive players, Hassan Reddick. Well, I know the favorite to win this MVP is probably Mahomes and then Jalen Hurts, maybe Travis Kelsey. But this defense studs on every level. Linebackers, 
TJ Edwards. They got James Bradbury. They got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They got Darius Slay. And then their defensive line, yeah, good luck to the Chiefs' offensive line. I mean, I know they got a good one. But can a defensive player win the MVP of this game, Ted? And if so, is it is it Hassan, is it Reddick? Is Reddick the easy choice? Well, it, well, he's easy because he's got you know he's got the stats to back it up. But it can easily be one anybody of the defense line because if if the Chiefs are and list, Chris Jones was the easiest chief, easiest player on the on the Chiefs. But yo, you don't want to hear a stat I was looking at last night. Do you know um, what the hell is Frank Clark is mm-hmm. top five all time in sacks in the postseason? He's up there with Reggie White, Bruce Smith. Like some of the the greatest of all time, he is in the top five of sacks all time. But like a guy like Frank Frank Clark, um, but it could be any of those Eagles defenders, right? It could be uh, it could be on this on the defensive line. If one of those guys, if your focus is on Hassan Reddick, and say Brandon Graham has a two or three sack game, what if Fletcher Cox has one of those, you know, games? Yeah. They have so many guys. It could be listen honestly, it could be a secondary guy. Could have two impactful picks, right? That changes the changes the game. I just think. In today's game, it's really going to be hard. He has to do something special. It has to be a Von Miller type of game where it's two or three sacks. It's a strip fumble. It's do you not think he can do that? He can. He just he did in the NFC title game. Listen, oh yeah, this is listen. This is Mahomes, bro. This is not Brock Purdy. This is not Josh Johnson. It's a whole different. There's a whole different avenue, right? And Andy Reid, go look at the stats. I think he's like 15 and one all time coming off a bye. He doesn't lose off the bye. Sorry, this is considered a bye. Two weeks to prep for this Eagles team, you're giving one of the best coaches of all time, especially if he wins this. Now he's going to be a coach with multiple Super Bowl appearances, multiple Super Bowl wins. He's fourth all time in, I believe, coaching wins, victories, or he's right there where next season he'll be in the top four. You're going to put Andy Reid maybe as the second best coach of all time, only behind Bill Belichick. So, Is that one loss after the bye? It must be the uh, Super Bowl against the Bucks, no? Yeah, it, I, it was it was a crazy step because up until like a couple – he was undefeated coming off of bye. So, you know, you give listen, you're giving Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes two weeks. You give Patrick Mahomes should be almost 100% or close to fully healthy. Listen, he's beating up these teams with one and a half legs, bro. Yeah. We saw what he did with one and a half legs. What's he going to be with two legs? This is a whole different weapon for the Eagles. But honestly, I was going to give you more of a sleeper pick, and I think Pat would be like loving this, but like a guy like Jared McKinnon, who could get maybe two touchdowns, like five catches. Like 45 yards rushing, five catches for 55 yards, two touchdowns, sleeper late round guy where you like, you know what? He's plus 500. I'll throw 20 bucks on him, see what happens. Really? You know, that's the question, the question is, Ted, will you actually throw in 20 bucks on a guy like that? Are you going to be Mr. Cheapo? In I don't think you can gamble in Florida, the state of Florida, bro. You could throw in a bet before you leave. but Thank, uh, you, pa- thank you, Patrick. You always I go down have, to have thank you very much, Miss Slippy. I have a dark horse MVP pick. Um, myself actually and uh it's Devonte smith i think he's I come on dark horse i think that could be i i think that could be one of the favorites to win what's the numbers on that pat um i'd have to look it up i i, I think he's probably outside the top five he could be hold on um I'll i got one even more i got one too sleeper what isaiah that? pacheco baby yeah stud. i think he's a stud of a back the chiefs need to run the football. When you think about their AFC title game, they only rushed for 42 yards, I believe. They didn't run the ball. They threw the ball. Majority of the game. For them to keep Mahomes healthy and in the pocket healthy as well, 
You're going to have to establish some sort of run game. And we've seen throughout the year that the Eagles' weakness, one of their big weaknesses they've had, they've improved. I'm not going to say they haven't, but was their rush defense. You have to get involved. And I love the Jeremy McKinnon pick. I think he could be a, a, an explosive well, player out of the backfield. A guy McKinnon, like Darius is totally one, right, right, right? What's up? McKinnon's 50 to 1 to win MVP. Uh, wow. This is according to DraftKings. McKinnon, 50 to 1 as of right now. Devontae Smith, 25 to 1. What about Mike um, Pacheco? Pacheco is uh, oof, 35. I'm look here. No way. I think he's beating he, He'll have better odds because he's a starter running back. You know what? I'm not even seeing Unless I'm just missing it. But open uh, your eyes, Patrick. I don't see it. <laughs> I swear to God, I can't see it. But no, he's that's not on Really? See, yeah. that's a sleeper. He's not even on there. Yeah, that's weird. He may, is he even injury or something? I don't know. I hope not. But that's why, like these. Oh no, this, there he is. He's thirty-five to one. Wow! Wow! Good wow. guess, Ted. Good guess, Ted. Well, Ted, maybe you should throw in twenty bucks and uh, shut your uh, pie pie hole, or are you just not going to. Well, I can't. Florida doesn't gamble. Did you hear that, Pat? He said that Florida, Florida sure, is illegal gamble. Ted, you can go do it before you leave. I know. Yeah, you go right down to Sports Haven, put twenty bucks in the machine, pick he it. Won't. Yeah, he won't. Out. He's afraid to. He doesn't want to lose twenty bucks. No, I've been there before. You won't do it though. We'll see what happens. I got tomorrow. Yep, he's not doing it. He's not doing it. Why? Why can't you just say no? Shut up gonna, and move what, on. What are you gonna do tomorrow, Ted? What are you gonna do tomorrow? Jim Tan haircut. Jim Tan laundry. <laughs> Jim Tan laundry. I'm doing laundry today. I'm getting ready. Getting ready for because the fam's coming down to watch Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. I like Pacheco. You like? Okay, Ted. You had a question though. I'm going to let the floor is yours. Well, no, it's, it's, Your, it no, it's not, it's not, it was, ahead. it was just a thought process that I had that I was like, okay, if this team wins, right. And I was thinking about Eagles for Pat, what he's talking about. He's talking about the Eagles. Eagles the Super Bowl, right. And I go back to what me and Pat talked about a couple of weeks ago when we just talked, you know, general sports, but like Jalen hurts probably wins the MVP if he doesn't get hurt. Right. Cause I think at one point he took over the lead. Was he get, home. They don't probably lose those two games, extra games. Or yeah. what was it? They lost to the Saints. Oh, sorry, two extra Saints in Dallas. Yeah. Right. But he didn't probably play. don't lose to the Saints in Dallas. Yeah. Right. So their one loss comes to Washington. They're sixteen and one. Right. He doesn't get hurt. They run through the playoffs. They've already dominated both teams in the playoffs. It reminds me of the Panthers, like I said, twenty fifteen. And you're talking about a team that literally has the best pass defense in football. They were number one rated, one hundred seventy eight mm-hmm. yards a game. Right, so they dominated in the secondary. Mm-hmm. They had what seventy sacks during the regular season. I think they're at somewhere around seventy-five. Like four guys with ten plus sacks, which I don't think has ever been done. So you're talking about a team that can come get the pass, the passer, and defend the pass. Yeah, they're a little weak on the running game, but guess what? They're not like twentieth. It might be like fifteenth or whatever. So with that being said, and then you look at the offense. They have the best offensive line of football. I think everyone, after watching that 49ers game, it didn't matter who was on that defense line. They didn't. They got pushed back, all right, yeah. and they were able to do whatever you want. And then, like Pat said, you got AJ Brown, a number one stud receiver, which I think is the big, biggest impact on this team all season long. Was be able to get him and put a number one physical receiver on the outside because I think it sets everything else for the running game. You got a guy in Devonte Smith who is one of the better route runners in all football. You have Dallas Goddard, who honestly is a very underrated tight end. And then you have three backs. You have Miles Sanders, who had 1,100 yards rushing, Pro Bowl player. Boston Scott, Gainwell, speed guys, flex guys, whatever. So, like, on the offensive side of the ball, you're not missing one component. You're like, oh, one guy's weak. No, there's no weakness on the offense. There's not one weakness on the offense. The biggest weakness you could talk about as a fan going, 
is Jalen Hurts healthy enough and is he good enough to to like run the show? Because remember, Michael Parsons came out and was like, it's the system or it's the quarterback. Well, I think it's the quarterback because when they didn't have him, they were a completely different team. And you, you tell right. when he's not healthy, they are not the same team. When he's healthy, honestly, this is a train run, you know, like Jack Parkman in Major League Two. You know, <laughs> remember? You're telling us Kansas City's lined up for a slaughterhouse. No, but he tell me they're lined up for a slaughterhouse. My question let's get to the point of the thing was if they win the Super Bowl, where do we rank this team in the last 10 years of Super Bowl winners? Because this Eagles team is better than the Eagles team that won in 2017. Oh, yeah. Better than the Rams, better than those Patriot teams. All right. The Denver team that won the Super Bowl, yeah, elite defense. Peyton Manning was a bum at that time. And that's and I'm not saying that with all due respect to him, but he was nothing. To what he, we he expect, even throw the ball. Who Payton? Oh yeah, yeah that was. Oh, yeah. they did that. I mean, he so, might have been. He might have been the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. I mean, and then the, you know the Patriots beating the Falcons. Honestly, were the Patriots really that good, or the Falcons really that bad that day? I mean, they were up twenty-eight to three. We're talking about history. So like, when you look at the, when you look at all the teams, right? Like I just went through the, like that Denver team. I'm like, well, the offense had studs, but Peyton Manning was. Was not good at all. He wasn't good. No, the Rams were good last year. But let's be honest: 49ers, if Tar catches the pick, 49ers are in the Super Bowl, and not the Rams. All right, and then of course, if Aaron Donald doesn't make the play, Bengals beat them last year. You know, you talk about the Patriots teams. Were they ever as great as the earlier Patriot teams? Not really. So you know, the Philly team that won in 2017, really Nick Foles and that team is better than this Philly team. I don't know. I don't think so. so I, I think we asked Philly. Is, so you're saying this, this is, the is probably best the best team. team we've seen. Complete team, maybe not best team, but most complete team from top to bottom. Secondary, D line, linebackers, tight. Tell me where their biggest weakness is. What their linebackers? No one gives a crap about the. No, linebackers. their linebackers are good too. And they're pretty good. So where's their weakness? Tell me where Nick Sirianni. I mean, is he really? I mean, is he a weakness? He put together a hell of an offense and made Jalen Hurts in two years an MVP and one of the three best. Four best quarterbacks in football. If you could think of a team right now that you think could pair this team, if they win it, that's the big if. I well, think they Pat should said, win it. Pat said he reminds them of the Panthers. Who was that? Who was on the receiving core? Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn. No, Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin was hurt that year. He tore his ACL in August. Oh, Ted Ginn. That's many um, they had no oh, receivers, though. Yeah, they didn't have anybody. Ted Ginn was the leading receiver. Philly Brown they had, like – you got to be kidding me. I was the running back? Was the running back Stewart and Stewart and um, D'Angelo? No, D'Angelo was gone. Stewart was the primary guy. I think it was. Uh, geez, I can't remember so much. I can't even think. Greg, Greg Olson on that team? Yeah, he was. Yeah, and that defense was good, but everything was led by Cam. Everything was well, and, and Keekly in this Keekly at linebacker with um, yeah, the other Keekly. linebacker Thomas Davis. Their mm-hmm. secondary was pretty good, but let's be honest, they didn't have studs on all levels. Like the receivers, yeah, were- that defense was nasty, though. I'm going to read some names. They had Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, Josh Norman was all pro that year. They had Peanut Tillman, twilight of yep. his career, but still a good guy. Roman Harper, Star Lutula Lele, whatever the yep. I pronounce it. Yeah, Star Lutula, Lutula, yeah. tackle. K1 yep. Short. Yep, um, I forget the guy's name, but he went off in the Super Bowl. He had like a pick and two sacks. I forget his name. He like ended up getting paid from that one game. Um, for, for the Panthers. Yeah, he had a pick and two sacks. He had like a huge Super Bowl game. Hmm. Uh, he probably would have been MVP had they won it, honestly. Ted, you, might be, you may be right, actually, in the sense of when I'm thinking about the teams in the past. I don't really, I don't really can think of a team. It depends on how this game goes, too. I mean, if they come out and they just – Pull a uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they just 
beat up this Chiefs team. Did you see the Madden thing? The Madden did the EA Sports uh, preview game. Well, who they have winning? Eagles winning 34-21 or 23. So winning by 10 wow. plus points. Now people laugh. It's Madden. It's Madden is picked. Do you think seven. people are not giving? I'm going to ask you both this too, and then I'll finish up with you guys. Um, do you think anybody's really giving the Chiefs a chance? It feels like everybody's all in on the Eagles. That's that's the stupid of us fans thinking the Chiefs have no chance. I'll, I'll be dead honest. I think think when I when I'm talking about it, everyone's probably listening. Oh, you're definitely picking the Eagles. You're a favorite on the Eagles. I well, honestly, think well, you already I, picked the Cowboys I, multiple times this year. Might as well just continue the NFC East uh, tragedy that you've been talking if, about over there. Honestly, I'd probably pick the Chiefs. Because when everyone's on a team and the hype is great and all this stuff, Andy Reid's been here. The team's been here. Eagles are running with the flash. I don't know. Pat, remember so, that? Remember, I will, I'll never forget Pat the whole Super Bowl week when the Panthers played the Broncos. And Pat was all nervous because he's like, they're not winning this game because everybody was on the Panthers. Oh, yeah. I night. remember. I, I, I'll I never forget it. He's like, the Panthers feeling. are not. Yep. I remember waking up Super Bowl Sunday and just in, in the gut of my stomach thinking they're not winning this game. I just – I knew it. I knew it. And I, from the moment the game started, I was like, they're not winning. Is that how is that how you feel about this game? Like, No, like, I really like, think I think Philly's going to win. I think everyone's going to overblow it as like, oh, Patrick Mahomes' is legacy, blah, blah, blah. Mahomes, regardless of who wins this game, will be back in the Super Bowl, guaranteed at some point in his career. Guaranteed. I'd say the next three years easily. Um, I, think he, I think Philly's going to win. I think I – think, they're going to come out early, throwing the ball and, and showing the world, hey, Hurts' the shoulder's fine. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the Chiefs' uh, secondary can keep up with those two guys, A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith. Not to mention, nobody talks about Goddard because Kelsey is obviously the, one of the best tight ends of all time. Goddard is probably a top four, top five tight end. Yes. They have him too. I mean, they're And he's healthy. And he's healthy. But they haven't had to do anything. They've just run the ball in these two playoff games, and they haven't even had to unleash anything offensively. It's can I ask you, Pat? Can I ask you something? Is that Thanos's glove in the this back? This is a Lego Thanos glove here. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I would grab it, but it's it's very fragile, and God forbid. That's late. That's made out of Legos. I made it the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch it. No, he just touched it. Came in. Oh. Wow. Seven five hundred ninety pieces, whole pieces. And you did that whole thing. Whole pieces. Adrian and I built it on Sunday with Eli. Oh, that's nice and cute. That's beautiful. Now, where's Michael? Uh, I see Fred. I see Freddie. I see Freddie over the. We got a couple Michaels here. There he is. There's the goat. That's the true goat right there. Yeah. Ted, you love that. Ted, you love Michael. Yeah. No. No, I go to bed. You guys stay up and watch it. (laughs) There's nothing better than watching Halloween and and March and you know. Oh. Right? Like no, like normal people do year round. It's it's a family classic. Oh, just to go back to what I said, Coney Ely and the Panthers defense. His Super Bowl performance. Had they won, I firmly he would they would have had to have given him MVP. He had three sacks and a pick in that game. Did he really? Yeah, Coney wow. Ely. Look up the Coney box. Ely. I remember Tony Ely. Where did he come from? He played for yeah, Florida. That was by far the biggest game of his career. I mean, well, he had three sacks. He had three sacks in that game. Three sacks and a pick. Where the hell was I? Well, Ted, let's be honest. We were probably intoxicated. <laughs> we were probably drinking. I mean, it is well, Super that, Bowl. Well, Sunday. that's why usually, you know, when it comes to the Super Bowl commercials at halftime, that's my, you know, my right, break. So, like Super Bowl Sunday in general, to me, it's my favorite day of the year. Everybody has a favorite day of the year. Christmas, 4th of July. 4th of July is up there. I get it. But to me, 
Super Bowl Sunday is always my favorite day of the year. And it's also one of the saddest days for me in the year because it's the end of football for another six or seven months. But just in general, you get to eat, you get to drink. Usually you're with your family. I've been down here, so I'm getting lucky this year with my whole family coming down and we get to watch it finally. But let's close out with this. Are the commercials, and sorry for all the, the lovers of this music, and I get it, and the commercials, but the commercials in the halftime show, are they the most overrated part of Super Bowl Sunday? Or is it um, when somebody brings like a bad meal? I think, uh, you know, growing up back when TV was like the main medium, you know, like you couldn't, the internet wasn't what it was now or wasn't what it is now. Um, uh-huh. the, the commercials are released ahead of time. I mean, some of the biggest ones are already out there if you just Google them. Um, so, like, a lot of that was huge in the 90s, 2000s. And now it's like, oh, I've seen this one already. So that that's kind of taken a lot of, like, the air out of the whole appeal of the commercials. And then halftime, there's been some good halftime shows. Last year with Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop, oh, all yeah. those guys, that was a great halftime show. Um, that brought back Rihanna, our old high school days, Pat. That brought back the childhood yeah, days. A lot of, you know, that resonated with a lot of people. Rihanna is great, but, like, I don't know how she – I don't know if she has the music catalog that's going to, like, appeal to the masses. You know what I mean? She hasn't been around in a while. I feel like she's – That's why I think it's big for her. Um, this is this, – this is, uh, listen, the Super Bowl thing, you know, is – I mean, you have 100 million you get the nod for the Super Bowl, that's a big deal. Well, it's 100 million people watching. They yeah. average like 90 million people watching the Super Bowl every year, bro. It's usually the most watched event in our country every year. A hundred thousand percent. I remember when Trevor, remember the CSP with Matt Abbott? He used to go, I don't give it, I don't care about football. I just love going to the Super Bowl parties to drink and eat. You know, because oh, it's a good oh, time. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just a it's just a festive day, you yeah. know, if if you're into that. You know what I mean? Everyone's bringing something. You're eating. You're drinking. If you don't want to drink, be my guest. Drink seltzer and water. Have Yo, fun. Pat had an interesting take, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. He said that nachos are the most overrated meal. How do you feel about that, Ted? Once he explained it, he's 100% right because I'll tell you something. I hate when we order nachos at the table because mm-hmm. if you don't eat them, within the, eat them within the first five minutes, Pat knows this. When we went down to Ricky T's last year or whatever and we're eating the nachos, nachos are great. The steak nachos are great, and you like ask for the queso and the salsa. But then after like five minutes, all that's – I was going to say, all this shit at the bottom, at the end, it's just wet noodles. Yeah. Man, are... It's like, can I have extra chips for picking up the crap that's there? Yeah. The stuff, it's cold. It doesn't have that same taste. It ain't cold pizza. It ain't eating macaroni cold. It's just nasty. It's like all the gooey crap. It's like, yeah, I don't want this. I don't, I'm don't. i picking the onions out. I don't. So, so then, if, if it's your most overrated, what is your most, not underrated, but what is your favorite Super Bowl meal? dish if you can pick one just think of the just think of the regular ones if you had to oh, pick wait. i got two i got two i think uh like meatballs and like a crock pot or something or like with a toothpick and then buffalo chicken dip with some good celery or something like that those because you know those they maintain their flavor the nachos not only is it like you know the consistency is like the cheese is is, is melted but it's cold you know like they're meant to be eaten hot that has I mean, to be an immediate like eating thing you know like yeah. and honestly i'd give one for dad if you're into that stuff but like a good chili or something in a crock pot like you said yeah. where it just marinates it gets better better with flavor i mean never go wrong with wings honestly you never go wrong with wings sliders you know, i feel like you gotta honestly, have sliders. sliders are also great too like i remember a couple years ago when we had the parties like ralph made these cheeseburger sliders homemade cheeseburger sliders like or like bison meatballs where you can you could dunk it in different sauces you can put your own condiments on wings it. Paulie, the wings. The key is get them on the Hawaiian rolls. The Hawaiian rolls with the either the meatball sliders, like Pat said, or whatever, always good. I love. Can I? I'm gonna get probably a lot of hate for this, 
But like to me, the most overrated, and I'm just thinking of the day. Just I love I love this in general. Don't bring a fruit basket or something. Don't bring like a fruit thing. Because to me, no when I think, well, you know, when people bring like the a fruit instead of veggies or something like that, don't bring it. Because to me, when you when it's Super Bowl, you're eating garbage. You're eating crap. So just eat like a fat bastard. Don't eat healthy. It's it, you know, just eat like a fat bastard, right, Ted? We just Absolutely. eat. We indulge. Yeah. I'm gonna gain five pounds of of alcoholism and foodism, and then foodism. and then foodism. the next. And then the next day, I'm going to be on the toilet twice because it's all going to be constipated and waited for the next day. I'm sure the viewers were dying to hear that. Seth's <laughs> telling people his whole life right now. Well, yeah. I mean, I, but can I tell you something? Usually, though, like you, you guys know, you said the food thing. Like I can eat like five pounds of food and people are like, oh, where's it going? Then I wake up the next day and I'm like, I'm empty. If anybody's never seen it, just go watch his Big E video of him oh eating, indulging. With the, with <laughs> the it's a legendary, yeah, with the music, indulging into about almost 30,000 calories of food, it seemed like. That was impressive, Ted. It's a legendary video. I can't wait. It's finally here. We're five days away. Super Bowl Sunday. Eagles Chiefs. Patrick Clapp joining us for the first time ever. We've had him on the phone. We wanted to get the Kanish on, but you know he's always uh, doing something. The Kanish never... is uh, in the office and in, in back in the city today. He said, "Back in the city today." Yeah. Damn. Well, Patrick, it's always a pleasure. Hey guys, thanks for having me. This was fun. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, parting words. I got the Eagles, 35-28, dark horse MVP Devonte Smith. I think he could. There's a chance he could have like five, six catches, a couple long TDs. It's obviously an outlier, uh, long shot, but Devontae Smith is watch. Gone. We'll be watching at the end of the game, but like Pat, he's got five catches for like 85 yards, a touchdown. <laughs> They're up there. He's really come on this last second half of the year. He had a slow start, but he's really picked it up. He's emerged as one of the great number twos in this game. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a game. Like I said, we're going to try to be back at the later in the week just to give us a quick predictions and just overall takes. For the finale of the 2022-2023 NFL season. It's been a hell of a season. I can't believe how fast it went by. Where is the time going, gentlemen? Five months goes like that. Why does it happen? Soon we'll be having March Madness, and then we'll have baseball, and then we got to hear the, the the dumb Red Sox fans believe they're going to win the World Series again. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next episode. We are Keys to the City. We are out. City Podcast.